Drinking my tea, yeah, yeah. Dark day, shining on our face today. Growing in his word each and every way. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Morning Rays of Grace. Now, if you are tuning in on YouTube, be sure to like, comment, share, and subscribe. And if you are tuning in on any of the podcast platforms, be sure to rate and review. Now, today we are going to be discussing rest. What does rest look like? Do you even rest? Do you take a Sabbath rest? In a world that is so busy, hustle and bustle and booked and busy, it is almost impossible to break away way and get a rest when we wear so many different hats mom dad sister brother niece co-worker friend family member like we wear so many different hats so we do so many different things that is so hard sometimes to find a place a refuge of rest and that is what we are going to be talking about today seven characteristics of rest that I have discovered while reading my Bible. So the first characteristic is like a three-in-one combo, y'all. It is coming to Christ, receiving from Christ, and learning from Christ. So this is coming from Matthew verse uh, Matthew 11, verses 28 and 30. And it reads, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. How many of y'all know that the world's yoke is not easy and light? That thing is, like I said, heavy and burdensome. It is not good. Society tries to beat us like a slave master with doing this and doing that. And when God has us, some Sometimes God even has us in a season of rest. And when we are in that season of rest, we feel like we're not doing anything. We feel like we're not productive. We're not adding to society. I am saying this for myself. When God literally set me down with this whole being legally blind thing, my world changed dramatically from someone that is used to being busy all the time, living life in the fast lane. I had to slow it all the way down. And it's like, wait a minute, where's my value? Where's my purpose? Where's my assignment? Like literally my assignment was in the rest. Like this is your assignment. Sometimes your assignment is to rest and it is okay. And so often we find our identity in the things that we do and how we do it and how fast we do it and when we do it. Like literally sometimes God has us in a season of rest and that is okay. And it's okay to slow down at times. He literally says, come, come to me. And receive from me. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. And he says, learn from me. And you know, when you have a, a light burden, you don't, you can move faster. Sometimes when it's so much on you, so much weight, the weight of the world, the weight of the cares of this world are on you. It's like, it's hard to move in the pace that God wants you to move in. But when your burden is easy and light, you can, you have more agile, like you can move swiftly and do things faster. Your productive, your productivity level is greater than it ever would be. And I know it can get fun 
frustrating. I know that it can get tough and difficult to adjust, but that's why we get to learn from Jesus. Like he will teach us those things. He will teach us how to work from a place of rest. He will teach us when we need to rest, when we need to say no to certain activities and assignments and and things that people give us. He will teach us what to say, when to say, how to say it, how to do it, how to move. So in this this particular verse, there are two different words for rest. And we're going to be focusing more so on the first one, which means to cause or permit one to cease from any movement or labor in order to recover and collect his strength. Man, How many of you know that when you get wounded, let's say you hurt your arm or your leg and it's broken, like you can't just go back out there and do what you've been doing this whole time. You have to have a season of recovery, a season of rest where you're not moving that muscle, where you're not moving those bones. And that's the same place in the spiritual realm. You've been hit so many times, hit after hit after hit, wound after wound after wound, and you're still moving as if you're not hurt. You're still going and doing things as if you're not hurt, that thing is constantly bleeding and it's hurting and you're bleeding on other people. You're pitting your hurt and your pain and your trauma on other people. And sometimes you just need a season of rest so God can make you whole and he can heal you and your wounds as you give it to him. As you come to him, you know, people say time heals all wounds, but that is not true. What are you doing with the time and what are you doing with your wounds? If you're not giving it to Jesus, (laughs) if you're not giving your wounds to the Lord, if you're not giving those heavy, burdensome things to Jesus, those things are just ruminating in time. It's just time is just taking care of that thing instead of giving it to God and laying it at his feet so that he can care for it. Time is just having his way. The enemy is just having his way with your mindset, with your thought patterns, and you're thinking you're fine. You're really sweeping things up under the rug and trying to move on in society. Like, no, Jesus heals wounds. And it takes time to heal those wounds sometimes. So remember that you have to do something with your wound. Like everything is treated. All wounds here on earth are treated. So how are you treating your spiritual wounds? How are you treating your emotional wounds? Someone needs to take care of that for you. It also, this word also means to give rest, to refresh, to give one's to give one's self rest, to take a rest, to keep quiet of calm and patient expectation. Man, that is just so powerful, like really to just rest and give oneself rest sometimes. So it's okay, again, to say no to certain things. Another, so I did say there were two forms of rest in this verse. So the first one Jesus gives us and we find the second rest, which means this rest means intermission, rest, recreation of secession from motion, business or labor. So man, to find that place of recreation, to find that place of being able to stop and be still and to, again, rest, recover. And that is what God is trying to get us to do. Number two, rest looks like recovery. Like from the definition, rest really means to recover. 
Are you recovering from the workloads? Are you recovering from taking care of a sick child? Are you recovering from doing your kids' homework? Are you recovering from being a wife? Are you recovering from the things of this life that may be heavy at some points in in times? But are you recovering from those things that those areas that have been busy and weighty and going to Jesus with them. Number three is solitude. We're going to read Mark chapter six, verses 30 to 32. And it reads, then the apostles gathered to Jesus and told him all things, both what they had done and what they had taught. And he said to them, Come, there's that word again, come aside by yourselves to a deserted place and rest a while. For there, for there were many coming and going and they did not even have time to eat. So they departed to a deserted place in the boat by themselves. Take a break. If you don't hear nothing else, take a break. <laughs> have you ever been so busy where you didn't even have time to eat? Or let's, let's be honest that you didn't make time to eat because I know, okay, so here's the thing. I'm an accountant by trade. So there were times where we would have to work 12 hour shifts and I would not take a break until like the ninth hour sometimes. Literally, most of the day is gone and I have, I'm almost, out of here for the day, but being so busy in the morning times and trying to get things done, I would literally eat in the afternoons well past noon. But the thing is, it's not that I didn't have time. I didn't make time. I didn't want to get up and disrupt the things that I was doing in order to take a break. But let me tell you, it is okay to take a break. Literally, Jesus said, come aside by yourselves and take a break for a while. Take a small break. It is okay. And after the, the disciples told them, told him what they did, Jesus didn't respond by saying, Great job. Go back out there and do it again. Do it. Um, they need you out there. Go back. No, his first response was like, man, come come take a break. Come take a break. Because it sounded like y'all were doing a lot out there <laughs> and you need a break. And that's exactly what happened. And then after that break, they were back at it. This is where they fed the 5,000. Like they were back on the mission field, back doing the things that God had for them to do. So it is okay to take an intermission, to take a pause, to put everything down, even if it's for 10 minutes, a 10 minute walk. Number four is refreshing. Let's read Isaiah 28 verse 12. It, which reads, to whom he said, this is the rest with which you may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. And also let's read First Corinthians 16 and 18 that reads, for they refreshed my spirit and yours. Therefore, acknowledge such Men, man, people can be a breath of fresh air sometimes. Paul here is talking about refreshing 
people like helping him and receiving help. And sometimes those people, that community that you have can be refreshing. God can give us a sense of refreshing and rest. Rest should be refreshing. It shouldn't be a a daunting thing. It shouldn't be tedious or taskful. Um, You can do things while you rest. However, is it something that you enjoy outside of work? (laughs) Of course, outside, because a lot of times we do enjoy our work. Like, yeah, we enjoy the things that we do. However, there should still be limits. There should still be a sense of identity outside of the work because we are not what we do. We are to be loved. That comes from a book. But <laughs> however, people helping you, people being with you can also be, again, like a breath of fresh air and refreshing to receive that help and be a part of that community and being part of, a, yeah, a godly community that can help you. Number five is humility. Let's read 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6 and 7, which read, Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Casting all your care, like casting to throw upon, to give, giving all your care to him because he cares for you. Newsflash, God cares about what you care about, but most importantly, he cares about you. He cares about you. All the other things are going to be handled. All of that is good, but God cares about you. Seek first the kingdom and all of the other things that they're going to come, (laughs) but God cares about you. And it's hard trusting God and not being humble. Like it's hard to trust someone when you're not humble. Like it's hard to trust anyone, let alone God. If you don't have that level of trust, you have to be humble to give someone anything, to give someone your life, to give someone your cares, to give someone all of those ruminating thoughts in your mind, to literally humble yourself, to go to a therapist. Yes, I am pro therapy here, pro Jesus as well. Jesus and therapy. But it is a act, a level of humility in order to, to give those things to those people, to say the things to them, to be safe and vulnerable. You can be safe with God. Even going back to the, the whole solitude thing, some people can't be alone <laughs> by themselves, let alone by themselves with God. It is a hard place and a space to deal with all of the things that you are going through. But solitude is a good place to be. As long as we're not isolated, um, feeling lonely and don't want anyone in our space, but to be able to go into a place of solitude, to be with God, to deal with certain things, that is a beautiful place and it takes humility. It does. Even though this verse doesn't technically say rest, but man, just Feel, just understand that there is such a place of rest when we are able to cast those things onto God, but it takes us 
opening up our hands, opening up our minds. I remember being in prayer one time and it was one of those Jacob moments. I was like, Lord, I ain't getting up off this floor. I ain't leaving you until I hear you say something to me. Like I need a word. (laughs) And I remember him saying, open your hands. I can't give you anything with your hands closed. So it's like, man, I got this clenched up fist and I'm just so, ah. And it's in the releasing where we're able to receive things, the things that we need. We have to let go of the things that we don't in order to receive the things that we need. So definitely takes a level of humility to do just that and to trust God and allow him to do everything that he needs to do. So the last two are going to come from Leviticus 23 and 32, which reads, It shall be to you a Sabbath of solemn rest, and you shall afflict your souls on the ninth day of the month at evening. From evening to evening, you shall celebrate your Sabbath. So number six is affliction. And I know that seems crazy. That sounds weird to afflict ourselves. However, this specific Sabbath is um, the Day of Atonement, not necessarily the weekly Sabbath that is being talked about in this scripture. So it is okay. So another thing when resting or taking your weekly Sabbath, or it is okay to fast from certain things that may distract you. Maybe social media or cooking for me because I don't really care to cook like that (laughs) or cleaning Um, anything that may kind of distract you from being with God or hearing from God. It's okay to put those things down. Recently this year, me and a friend and, and some of her friends, we went away to a nice cabin and literally y'all, our phones didn't even work. Like the internet was so slow. You might as well not use it because you would get frustrated trying to use it. But just having that day to literally pit things away, to enjoy one another, to enjoy the quiet. Literally, there was not a person in sight, nothing but woods, child. And it was like, wow, okay, this is, I love, okay, so if you know me though, I love nature. I love mountains and things like that. I would choose a mountain over a beach any day. However, I have been waiting on going on like this nice getaway to a nice cabin and it was amazing. I would definitely do it again, but also do it with some friends do it with some people that you care about do it with some people you have fun with bring some games cook some food do all the things that is relaxing that will get your mind away from work that will get your mind away from stress and just really focus on God and the community that you are surrounded with and leave the drama at home y'all ain't nobody got time for the drama so um that getaway was very, very needed, and I would highly recommend doing something like that. And number seven is celebration. Come on and celebrate resting. We have holidays, <laughs> and how do you celebrate holidays and birthdays? And th- you stop what you're doing and to observe the person or the thing that you're observing. Stop what you're doing celebrate rest, celebrate people, celebrate God and what he is doing and who he is. Celebrate yourself for for 
disciplining yourself enough to take a rest, <laughs> to take a break, and really enjoy it. Get a massage, take a nice bubble bath, do the things that will help you feel celebrated and that will allow you to celebrate God, like celebrate your rest, celebrate life in general. So many things that you can do, but a lot of times we don't carve out the time to do them or we don't want to do them or we're afraid to do them or we don't know how to do them. Do something new. Actually, I'm thinking about that. Do something new every couple of months or have your timeline or cash flow will allow you to do things and it doesn't have to be expensive but celebrate whatever that looks for you whatever that looks like for you <laughs> even if it means eating a cupcake once a month like get that cupcake sis get that get that cookie bro eat it <laughs> eat it <laughs> in moderation of course but celebrate celebrate and when you rest, rest with expectation, rest expecting that you will be refreshed and renewed and fulfilled. Rest knowing that your God never sleeps or slumber and that everything is taken care of. Rest knowing that you will have a new strength for the journey ahead because there will be blows and things that happen ahead and you will need to be properly rested for the things that are to come. You are deserving of rest. Know that you you can take a rest. Things are not going to go haywire. It's fine. You're fine. Pray over it. Pray over that thing. If you have any fears, doubts, or worries, pray over that thing. Like, God, help me out because I really need to take a break. I really need this break. I really need this small getaway. I really need this time alone with you. I really need some sleep. <laughs> I really need to eat. <laughs> so pray about those things and God would definitely give them to you. Be sure to let me know how you are going to rest. Any ideas, email, comment, let me know. I'm always looking for new and fun and exciting ways to rest or just simple ways to rest. It doesn't have to be Big Bang Theory type thing even though that's fake we know that however it can be simple very simple very simple like above a bath like rubbing your feet or something getting your feet done so I want to leave you with three reflection questions the first one is what are some ways you can implement rest in your schedule daily weekly and monthly Go ahead and add yearly too. Maybe you want to do a yearly getaway trip with your girls or you guys. <laughs> Number two is, is there, is there someone that can hold you accountable to rest? Commit to an accountability partner because sometimes we need that, that, push, to, that push to get us started. And number three is, what is the value of rest to your life, health, and productivity? Because rest is so essential to our productivity, our life, and our health. A lot of times, if we are not resting properly, our health declines. Our life is in shambles, and our productivity level is not where it should be. So I want to encourage you to rest and rest well. And of course, rest with God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the gift of rest. Thank you that, again, you never sleep or slumber. 
and that you care about the things we care about. But most importantly, you care about us. So we give you our life. We take time out to rest. We thank you again for the gift of rest. And I just pray for each and every person that thinks it's impossible to rest, that you are on a different time schedule than they are. (laughs) Help them to shift their to-do list, their scheduling, and to implement, to to require rest in their schedule, to mandate rest in their schedule, to mandate rest for their employees, for their coworkers, for their friends and family members, God. So we thank you again for rest in Jesus' name. Amen. See y'all next week. Hey.